Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Our good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. here on the Humble Farmer. And by the way, this show is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. If you can't find it, any eight-year-old child will quickly show you how to find it online. Thank you for listening. Would you please consider a revolutionary new way to elect a president of the United States? The candidate goes out on the campaign trail where he or she shakes 79,314 hands, hugs 4,502 people, and kisses 322 snotty-faced kids under the age of five. 
any candidate who survives this without being hospitalized would be considered strong enough to lead our country through anything.
Sydney Bechet, probably Muggsy Spania there. China boy. Can you think outside of the box? When it comes to day-to-day thinking, I can't even remember what is in the box. The other day I forgot a doctor's appointment, although I did get to a funeral later. But one night, an epiphany. The Grange Hall is now locked. Someone unknown borrowed chairs from the Grange Hall and has still not had time to bring them back. We have no idea who it is. It is sad when buildings in rural Maine have to be locked. I was lucky enough to find a key to the hundred-year-old lock on the door. It is a long, flat, steel key. We need to have a couple of more keys made so different people can get in when they have to. Of course, the problem in getting one made starts with finding a thin, flat piece of steel so the locksmith can grind one out for us from our master key. Of course, I could also make one with a file if I had to, but it'd be easier to go to a locksmith. Now, I asked Fred Carey, who knows all about steel, where I could find a long, flat piece of steel. But a day after I talked to him about that, I got to thinking that I can get a simple table knife down at the dump. Two or three table knives will do long, flat steel. As John Gould would have written, a table knife would be just the thing.
these don't last long, do they, Hoagie? Boom, 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 boom. Sing me a swing song. Doom, 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 doom. One time, once upon a time, this is a story. Stories always start out with once upon a time, and this one is no exception. Once upon a time, there was an old man who lived in a tiny village on the coast of Maine. Seventy or so years before, when the man was a little boy, he used to go into many of the houses in that village to visit the old people who lived there, his neighbors, and his, they were all distant cousins. He'd visit Captain Thomas and Henry and Frank and Phoebe and Percy and Lena and Harvey and Aunt Grace and Alec and Captain Freddie and Uncle Frank and Old Man Ello and Graham Ello and just about everybody else in between. But the world had changed and children didn't come around to visit old people anymore and you never even saw children playing in the neighborhood because the world had changed. But one day when the old man walked out into the sunshine on his old granite back steps, he saw a little dog. The dog was very frightened and quickly ran away when the old man came out on his back steps. And the old man thought to himself how nice it was to have someone from the neighborhood stop by. So he went in the house and got, well, it might have been a cookie. In any case, it was something that dogs like to eat. And the old man put that little scrap of goodie on the ground over where the dog had been standing. And within a few days, the little dog was hanging out in that old man's back lawn on a regular basis, looking for good things to eat, like dogs or skunks do. Well, if you've read many stories about old men and dogs who make friends, you already know, without being told, that every day that dog was getting more and more comfortable with the old man and would come closer and closer to those old granite back steps. And the old man would talk a peculiar brand of Swedish to that dog and say things to that dog in five or six other languages because, of course, the dog understood every one of them just as, just as well as he did English. Then, finally... One day, the old man stepped out of the house, and what do you suppose he saw right there on his old granite porch? Only one of his shoes, because that rotten, nasty little dog had carried off the other one. Now, if there is a moral to this story, you're going to have to figure out what it is for yourself, because I am not one to... A, impose my opinions on others.
Scott Hamilton, Bob Wilbur, here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And the next time you're in the neighborhood, stop in and I'll show you a picture of uh, Scott Hamilton that Scott's father, Bob Hamilton, painted on my office door 25, 30 years ago. Scott, in that picture that his father drew, looks, of course, like he did 30 years ago. I read an article that said that a real person who drank as much as James Bond, more than 60 grams of alcohol per day, would be in the highest risk group for malignancies, depression, hypertension, and cirrhosis, and could also suffer sexual dysfunction. Well, if I were an unmarried man, I would volunteer for any study that would prove that even though I never drank, I could put away 60 grams of alcohol and still frisk away an evening with pussy galore. There have been painted hussy blonde girls I would not be seen with at a dogfight, but two or three dozen of them were okay, and, and a couple were really exceptional. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Things that melt in your mouth 
Sounded like Bix in there too, didn't it? I like Hoagie. Have you ever gone into court just to see what they do in there? If you go into court day after day and just sit quietly, just sit there and listen, you might see different people, but they all tell the judge about the same story. And after a while, you get the impression that the judge doesn't even have to listen because he never hears anything new. There is no one smart enough to say anything that might surprise a judge. Judges have heard it all before. At least, that's what I thought, until I asked my friend, Lawyer Crandall, if he ever said anything in court that surprised the judge. And Lawyer Crandall said, Yes, Gog, I have. I once stood right up in court and said, Judge, my client is guilty.
Oscar Peterson, of course. Niels Hennen Austed Peterson. It sounded very much like him. As Ron Carter would say, looking for all the right notes in the background. There was a time, there was a time when I read newspaper articles online. Do you ever do that? Read newspaper articles online. And although the newspaper articles were not all that interesting in themselves, they were carefully chosen with the intent of pushing the reader's buttons. And therein lies their value. We often read on these pages that child molesters should be shot or put in jail for life. Probably because very few of the people writing the letters admitted to being child molesters. But think about this. We have yet to read in any letter on this particular newspaper's blog that people who drink and drive and endanger entire families should be shot or put in jail for life. Can you figure out why?
March of the Hoodlums. Hoagie Carmichael here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you, thank you for listening. Here is an oldie but goodie. If you've heard this oldie but goodie, now would be a good time to get your drink of water out in the kitchen. A group of friars fell behind in their payments for a new belfry they had erected. They held a meeting and decided that since they had a knowledge of gardens and flowers, they would open a florist shop. There was one other florist across town, and he soon felt the competition. So he went to the friars and asked, very nicely he asked, that they stop selling because of their unfair advantage that persuaded customers to purchase from servants of God. But the friars said no. They dug in their toes. They said they needed the money and were going to ignore him. The florist then hired Hugh McTaggart, the toughest thug for miles around, to trash the friars' operation, which he did. He told the friars that if they did not quit selling, he would be coming back. Terrified, the friars decided to quit, thereby proving that Hugh, and only Hugh, can prevent florist friars.
Chet Baker here on the Humble Farmer. Well, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. The advertisement that came in my email said, University Degree Programs. Increase your personal prestige and money-earning power through an advanced university degree. Eminent, non-accredited universities, and there's an oxymoron if you ever heard one, eminent, non-accredited universities will award you a degree for only $200. Degree granted based on your present knowledge and experience. No further effort necessary on your part. Just a short phone call is all that is required for a BA, MA, MBA, or PhD diploma in the field of your choice. For details, call such and such a telephone number. I wonder if they accept counterfeit money.
and free as birds above. With the brand of modern wooing, come easy, go easy, love. Never breach you care or sorrow, that's the love I'm thinking of. Here today and gone tomorrow, come easy, go easy, love. Not the kind to bring regrets for kissing. Happy-go-lucky, not the kind to bring you pain while reminiscing. Who wants one society if happiness you're thinking of? You can have variety with come easy, go easy, love. That's my baby. At least that's what it sounded like, even though it had a a different name. Hoagie, of course, here on the Humble Farm. I just read that although for an extra $6, some hotels welcome your pet, there are often size restrictions which limit pets to 25 pounds. I don't understand this because I have seen 10-pound dogs chew down doors, and I have seen pigs that are very nicely housebroken. What do you think about that weight limit on pets? What do you think would happen if Union Fair had a rule that said that nothing weighing over 300 pounds would be allowed on the grounds unless it were wearing a halter? <laughs> there would be much less crowding around the fried dough booths
Tairam. Ah, Tairam here on the Humble Farm. I t- thank you for listening. I just looked this up. Today, some 500 million chicken soup for the soul books have been sold. And I only looked that up because John Leake came into my office and told me he had never heard of chicken soup for the soul. Well, I only mention this to you to prove that even very smart people don't know everything. John says if he took time to read books, he wouldn't have time to write books. Thank you. 